we're back. Hey. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Great. Episode 22. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention uh, last week was episode 21. I had, had all these grand plans to, since we hit uh, 20 the week before, um, you know, to talk a bit about where we were in the campaign and reminisce and then we got talking about sports of all things and uh sort of got distracted uh but yeah yeah last uh last week's episode was was interesting um you guys uh learned a lot gave up a lot and uh so i learned everything i know everything about you guys now which is awesome oh. Cherry, a tale is a gift that you get to keep for yourself as well. <laughs> uh, no, I had a lot of fun last episode. Uh, you guys were such great sports. Uh, it was fun. It was fun to see. Um, but yeah, now we're on episode 22. And but Jerry, speaking of gifts, uh, Craigar kind of messed this up for me last week, but I actually had on order. Oh, my goodness. That mug for you. What? Oh. No. oh. <laughs> so I'll be dropping that by your house at uh, some point. Wow. So the mug says what on it? I don't it know if says, we, we should say that for the listeners. Tears yeah. of my players. Tears yeah. of my players. I, I was oh. going to break this out next, uh, next session in my game because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to make them cry. Oh, God. Oh. Well, they're always salty. <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, Alar. Not that, not that you've made us cry too often, but not you know. not too often. And it doesn't buy you anything. I still still might kick <sighs> off uh, next Never episode. Mind, no. Never mind, Jerry. Never mind. Just smash the cup now. And, <laughs> uh, no, I thanks a lot for that. Uh, that's that's really cool. I was, uh, uh, honestly, when, when, uh, Craigar held his cup up, I was like, oh, I need to get one of those. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I need to make people cry more often. That's... And my son, my son bought me, bought it, bought it for me. I was like, oh. Yeah, that is nice. That is a, a nice geeky gift. And, uh, I'm all about that. So, well, thank you very much. Um, yeah. Well, now I'm sort of touched and lost train of thought here but uh episode 22 I'm messing with your mind here. <laughs> right, you totally kicked me out of the game now uh so last time uh you guys uh gave up some secrets and learned some new stuff and uh you know uh i suppose i should take a second to thank our uh, listeners and our patrons out there thank you so much for making all of this possible and Alar, why don't you give us a recap? Very well, Jerry. Alar and the secrets found the hidden shrine to Kald, I mean Olandar. They made a deal with the blind priest, offering up their hidden burdens in exchange for boons. Kragar's curse was lifted. Brokos found forgiveness. Triss had a vision of a nemesis seeking her head. And Alar got a clue to deciphering the coded messages. Would they find them in the temple of the god of death? Stay tuned. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, you know, I don't know why listening to that, I, I was reminded of uh, a 
uh, message that we received on Facebook. I think I shared it with you guys last week. Is that right? Did you guys see that message? Yes, from somebody it, yeah. in, in the UK. And mm-hmm. it was like the nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was really nice. It was a really, really yeah. great message. Uh, fantastic message. And I know we spent some time last episode sort of uh, talking about uh, pandemic and how we were tired of it. But man, um, one message like that, I think I was uh, on cloud nine for about three days after that. Just like, yes, we're, <laughs> we're having fun. This is my one shot to see all of you uh, lovely people. You know, you know, any given week, and um, uh, to, to have people out there listening to us and brightening their day, like this and, game. And, you know, I'm just proud that the faith of Ilo is, you know, taking root in the UK. <laughs> that makes me really. Uh, uh, yeah, Aleron really had an impact on people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was it was really cool. So. Everybody out there, um, I just wanted to throw that out. Uh, it was such a lovely note um, from a friend in the UK, a listener in the UK, and uh, all of you people out there listening, stay safe. We're thinking of you, and thanks for all the, the well wishes and uh, all the feedback. Um, it really helps boost the spirits over here. So thank you, Alar, for the recap. Now... What did you guys decide to do last time? There was some talk of Graham Graham's house, some talk of maybe going to uh, Galros's temple. Oh, there's still right. daylight yet. Yeah, I, I, assume, I assume we're kind of walking down the stairs, so we've, we've left the, the hidden sanctuary. Is yeah. there maybe a per, uh, perhaps a request I can make? Um, I would perhaps, if I could convince the rest of them to, to take a short rest for the benefit of my wild shaping. That way, if we decide to go out and get more adventurous, uh, I have that available. It will only take an hour. Okay. Hmm. Sure. We, can we spare that? Yes, and then I want to ask about uh, this mate of yours, Kregar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we could we could spend an hour in the shrine room. Of Why don't we go down to the fountain? Yeah. Oh, okay. Get out of Olandar's place and yeah, uh, I don't I don't really care to be here. Okay, <laughs> be much appreciated. Uh, yeah, you don't want to see the snacks they serve. That's for sure. Uh, so salted beetles. And- <laughs> you okay. make it back down to the fountain. Um, and everyone's just oddly quiet, you know. It was a lot, uh, a lot of revelations were made, and uh, a lot of very personal information. And you guys are, you know, sort of taking the time going down the stairs to process all of that. But then you arrive at the fountain, and it's probably mid-afternoon, and you're going to rest. Apparently, we're going to take a short rest, and refill our canteens, and sit yes. by the fountain. All right. Reflect. No, I am asking. I want to know about this mate of yours. What do you want to know? Well, it seems odd that you did not mention this this whole time that we were trapped in the in the uh, bucket room, and it wouldn't be a secret then. <laughs> Is this your urgency to get back to Old Town? Mm. It's part of it. I mostly wanted to see 
well, a number of things. But yes, I'm curious about her well-being and if she brought our pups into the world. Mm. That does explain a lot for me, too. Um, what was her name? Kizara. Kizara. Hmm. How did you meet Kizara? <laughs> Tell us about your first date. Eh, well, tell us everything. <laughs> well, bugbear rituals are probably very dissimilar from your kind. Let's just say that uh, I saw her and she was being beset upon by others. As you know, bugbears are very marginalized in this city. So I took care of the problem. It's uh, one way to a woman's heart. Yeah. Yeah. Could see that. <laughs> I, I would rather not get into the nature of the way our relationship started due to uh, the rating on this show. But <laughs> <laughs> look up bugbear mating rituals. Uh, look it up. <laughs> Um, a little parental guidance on that recommendation. Right. Yeah. If there are any photos or drawings, just avoid those. <laughs> well, yeah. Bug, <laughs> too bug much. Bugbears don't maintain a family life like you might expect. Mm. It's generally accepted that the Females raise the cubs and then abandon them once they're ready to survive. It's the only nice. way you can teach teach independence and how to get on in this world. Mm. There's nobody that's going to take care of a bugbear. I mean... I took care of a bugbear. Touche. <laughs> you showed me kindness, and that was why I was in your debt. That was weak! You thought you were a dog, though, for part of that time. <laughs> At first, I thought you were like, yes, a misshapen, mangy dog, but you know, it's okay. Uh, oh, I, I love that. That does add so much, so much flavor to these uh, characters. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about while we're spending some time at the fountain? So, <clears throat> Alar. Do you know your true parentage? I do not. Hmm. My mother was ashamed of her infidelity with my father. So uh, what I didn't get is, is your mother Elvin? Oh, yes, my mother and my uh, adoptive father, my stepfather, was. Okay. Uh, they were Elvin. But who my human father was, I do not know. Hmm. Interesting. Yet. <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll say as you guys are uh, talking things over and getting to really know each other now after several months together, I think uh, once we drank from that cup, we really got to know each other quite well. <laughs> you crossed some serious boundaries yeah. here. We bucket, never really found out cup. if he wa- We never really found out if he washes the cup after his ceremonies, did we? Oh, God. 
I don't I don't think he does. Probably not, yeah. <laughs> not okay. Not okay. Uh I realize we're bonding and all, but we probably should talk about yeah. him pointing at Pierce. Uh. uh okay. Pierce is looking at you and he's like <laughs> He can hear us, right? <laughs> yeah. I think he needs a different haircut, that's for certain. <laughs> That's not flattering to your face shape at all. Well, in three days, that face shape's going to be different. We were worried about me, but now there's another pressing concern about the full moon coming. That is a very good point. I believe Locking you've got sticking. some... You, you picked up some silver weapons as well, Kragar? Well, we all have them. <laughs> this is... Uh... I would suggest that now is time we part ways with you, peers. Uh, okay. He's like, uh, he starts to kind of, you know, back away from you guys. And he's like, I thank you for your assistance. And I understand your reluctance to continue on with me. But I, I think it is probably best that I go and find Petra, get out of this cursed city. Okay, best of luck. And- no, no, I'm not done with him yet. I need to know more about this Vash. Commander Vash, what does she look like? Do I know what she looks like? Uh, she has dark hair with a white streak. And amethyst um, eyes. And amethyst eyes. She is a strikingly beautiful woman. Um, and uh, Yes, human. And she's been kind of strolling around the town uh, when, when Pierce saw her. She was still in her uh, legionnaire uh, armor outfit uniform and was able to walk freely like that in the daytime, like um, totally unafraid of any repercussions, like she owned the city. Is she also a lycanthrope? Yes, for sure. So you said that she turned you? Yes. Ah, okay. Were there others that she turned that you know of? Well, Colonel Visser, of course. So you must watch out for him as well. I don't know if she would have gone so far, been so bold as to turn anyone close to the Baron, but... I would not put it past her. Why did she turn you? I, at one time, was seen as an up-and-coming officer, very capable leader of men and women, and I feel with the oncoming war between the Durham siblings, they felt they needed more able leaders, commanders in the field under their control. Huh. Do you know why they, she did the memory thing on me instead of just turning me? So he's, you know, uh, he says, I, I, I know that you were close, uh, that your commanding officer was, um, Lieutenant 
Mal Trevain, correct? Yes. So Mal Trevain occupies a position very close to the Baron. I assume you were running errands for Mal, uh, carrying messages, bearing the Baron's seal uh, back and forth between Visser and Mal. And I, I would just guess that you were just too too much of a risk, too much of a liability. Uh, they couldn't kill you because that would be a problem. But they also couldn't have you wandering around. Huh. Still in the Legion. So the best thing they could do is get you to retire so they could hunt you down at their leisure. Mm. I see. Wow. Now that you say that, it makes me think that perhaps the Baron has not been infiltrated yet. Mm. Well, now that we know these details, we can be the hunters. I would caution you. She is formidable. Mm. Very cunning. And this gem that she has makes me feel like she has some other kind of powers that I'm not aware of. Mm. So just watch yourselves. We'll gain some more experience before taking her on. <laughs> We'll go level up and then we'll think about it again. Um, so he's he's like, I will still try to contact you or I'll send word to Wolf Canute or this Haydn fellow you've mentioned if I find out any information that might be helpful to you. I, I hope we can still help one another. I, I, I completely understand where you may not want me around, but I'll find some place safe, some place far away from you before the full moon. I'll try not to massacre any innocents. <laughs> I'll try not to. That's the assassin. <laughs> cool. Uh, they're not innocents if they're <laughs> contracts, so, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. not true. I didn't so, know uh, Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you guys are uh, rested up, and you see Piers. Uh, he very uh, sort of uh, uncomfortably makes his retreat, and he wanders off down the road and parts ways with you. And <clears throat> nice wave, goodbye. Uh, and you guys have an hour has passed with all of that. And uh, our friend Brokos, uh, Brokos has his uh, wild shape back, and we're good to go. Let us go to the Temple of Galros. The Temple of Galros. Perfect. From your earlier wanderings in the Temple District, you know exactly where the Temple of Galros is. Its squat, dark stone exterior stands out in your memory. 
Relatively unadorned, its bleak facade and cheerless surroundings seem to provide little comfort for those seeking the god of death. You walk up a low ramp toward a gaping entryway that's sunken deep into the surrounding structure. Square stone pillars line the grim portico, giving you the sensation of being slowly swallowed up by the gates of hell. Ahead, an iron-bound door of dark-stained wood bars your entry. I will approach the door and examine it. All right. Uh, it looks like a fairly conventional door, very stout. Um, would definitely be hard to break through, not impossible. Um, kind of a double door set up, and there appears to be a fairly uh, standard locking mechanism that has been engaged. Well, I can try to bypass this lock. Unless we want to circle around and search for another way in. No, just see what you can do, Kregar. All right. I will see what I can do. <laughs> You're going to try to pick the lock? I am. Awesome. I'm surprisingly good at this. <laughs> that will be a 19. Uh, yes. So you... Very quickly, uh, before you even uh, uh, barely have your tools inserted into the lock, uh, you feel around and it clicks and starts to swing open. That's how I roll. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that, people. Um, So now what? The doors are open. I put my lock kit away, pull my swords out, and push the doors open. All right. Inside you see a sepulchral interior, dark and smelling faintly of incense and decay. <clears throat> so is this the, the main part of the temple? or? Yeah, it's kind of the main entry altar? point to the, the temple. Uh, you guys can go in and see. It looks like it's a long, broad central corridor uh, seem to be kind of um, open doorways on either side of this broad passage in the middle um, but that's all you can make out from here well we know the book is in the catacombs below let uh, us look for a stairwell yes let us do that all right so you enter the dark interior and see these small chambers that lie uh, that line the broad central corridor. Uh, they all appear to be empty. Some of them have uh, stone tables on them. That make you think of uh, maybe getting them prepared for burial, getting bodies prepared for burial. Um, you know, it's, which is slightly disturbing since they're quite out in the open. Um, and as you walk along uh, the corridor narrows and you're in a hallway and in this hallway you see that it broadens out up ahead and looks more like what you were expecting sort of like uh, an open room Um, and there's a tapestry that runs from floor to ceiling and even from this distance you can see black fabric 
with a red candle on the palm of an open hand. Galros's symbol, evocative of the fragile and all too brief nature of life. On either side of the tapestry, you see the chamber's only other adornments, large statues shaped to look like grotesque, diseased mockeries of humanoids, grim reminders that Galros is also the lord of disease and decay. Mm, this is cheery. Uh-huh. <laughs> Any other passages out of this room? Uh, not that you can see. Just this uh, large tapestry up ahead. Um, and I will. Well, let's uh, look behind the tapestry. It's always a good, good idea. I will put it up on your map here. Oh, that's a map. That's not good. There is a map. It's always a bad sign, isn't it? Mm-hmm, it is. So, is the map working for everyone? Uh-huh. All right. I don't know yet. Hold on. You should see yourselves towards the bottom of uh-huh, the screen. Yes. Perfect. Does someone want to share the map? I don't think my map fully loaded. Yeah, I'm like seeing this part is, of it. Is this, is this kind of cropped off? Yeah, at different sizes, it crops off. It's kind of weird. Yes, it's No, oh, it does it? Yeah. Hmm. When I sh- shrink it down or... Yeah, is it, is it dangling off of the edge of the... Um, the... Yeah, you should be right at the very bottom. Okay. All right, now I can see all four of us. Yep. I'll share, I'm yeah. sharing here, so... Yep. That looks okay. right. That does look right. Okay. Perfect. Um, so, uh, this is kind of the hallway space, and up ahead is the room where you can see, uh, make out the tapestry and the statues. So, the tapestry is on the north wall? Uh, yep, farther up ahead. Yeah, so not just, not just 20 feet ahead of us, but a lot farther. Yep, you'll have to move up. Yeah, there. Uh, okay. There. Yeah. Some statues. There's the tapestry. It has a little red line there. Yes. Your map. Um. So yeah, there's not much else in this room besides this uh, tapestry and these statues. Um. But if you look behind the tapestry, you do find a small alcove. And there's a stone doorway carved with an intricate scene of twisted corpses, all facing a single candle. And the door is locked with no discernible mechanism in sight. It's a stone door? Yep. All right. Uh... Because I am innately paranoid, bear with me a moment, and I'm going to fish out my 50 feet of rope. Okay. I hope we don't have to do any climbing today. I'm going to cut it into 10-foot strips. All right. I don't know what everybody else is going to do while I'm doing this, but... uh, I'm going to look on with curiosity. And then (laughs) I'm going to go and I'm going to bind the legs of each statue with 10 feet of rope. As thoroughly as I can. <laughs> uh, 
Nice. I've heard of traps like this. Okay. So you didn't let me do this in your game, Don. I'm just saying. (laughs) When I tried this trick on you. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Very well done. I'm going to light a candle and hold it up to the door. All right. Well, that's that's, uh, good thinking, too. Um, On the door, so I'm going to say, let's uh, have you roll investigation. Say you're inspecting the door with your candle. And? A mere 12. A mere 12. You do spend some time looking at it, and I assume you're hoping that the candle sort of uh, highlights something. Um, The candle doesn't seem to do anything, and and you spend some time sort of focused on it and holding it up. And um, uh, but then when you, you know, take a look at it, you know, back up and take a good look at the sculpture itself you do notice one of the figures uh, on this stone carving is uh, has like a skull for a head and seems weird because it's, you know, it's facing the wrong way. It's facing directly at you and uh, sort of stands out now that you're looking at it. Can I manipulate the skull? Can I like turn it? Can yes, push it? you push it. Let's see. Um, you press it gently, and it pops out of the door with a quiet click. You try to manipulate it more, but suddenly you hear a loud grating sound and uh, something hitting the floor, something very heavy and perhaps made out of stone crashing to the floor. And you hear more scraping. Like behind the door? Behind, not behind the door, behind you on the other side of the tapestry. And all of a sudden, you see one stony arm reach around the edge of the tapestry from down below. And it's time to roll initiative. Okay. So is it one of these statues? Is that what you're talking about? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, It is, uh, has fallen over and it is crawling towards you. (laughs) So you see this. Yeah, it's self on its hands. Yeah. So you see this stony arm come from underneath the the tapestry and uh, grab the, the floor in front and drag itself through, um, well, I mean, where when you say through the tapestry, uh, well, you guys are it. still on this side of the tapestry on the map. You'll have to. So you're saying I thought the tapestry was flush against the wall, yeah? Yeah, like that. Yeah, there's oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh well, we wouldn't have all been through there. I mean, yeah. Besides, there wouldn't have been enough space. So there, I see. So which one? Which one started crawling? I can't uh, move myself anymore. You can't? On purpose. I can move either. There we go. <laughs> I can move either. 
okay. So, uh, and now I can't move that. There we go. So just right over here, kind of, uh, well, Brokos is kind of in the way now. Move? Yeah. I mean, that's where I was standing <clears throat> the whole time. <laughs> What's it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I would have assumed. I'll be, I'll be right there. That's fine. But if Alar yeah. wanted to go through and mess with that, I mean, we would probably all been just like milling about. Yeah, I know you tied the legs. I just assumed you were all going to go fiddle with the door or something, but uh, that's not I the totally case. I totally would have. I would have been right there by Alar. Uh, yeah. In, in which case, I, I would have I wanted to be out kind of watching. Okay. I'm just standing right here. So the statue collapses, manages to pull itself forward, and just manages to get one arm underneath the thing. And that's what Alar hears as he's trying to manipulate this uh, this mechanism on the door that he discovered. I'm sure Kragar can take care of that. Yeah, Kragar and Brokos, you're out there. And what you see is this statue suddenly topple forward, just totally unmoving, and then it just falls forward, hits the ground, and starts dragging itself uh, forward uh, towards uh, Alar. I knew I should have broken their legs. All right, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would, as soon as he starts moving, I'm going to pounce on him. So let's say so we're doing initiatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we'll say that uh, it seems fixated on... Uh, getting behind the tapestry, uh, totally ignoring you. So, you guys... I'm used to grabby fans. <laughs> uh, That's why I need you as a bouncer, Kragar. Earn your keep. Earn your keep, Kragar. Um, let's see here. I'm going to to do that. Oh, Gregor. <laughs> I should get yeah. a seven. That's how I, that's, it is what it is. Oh, my gosh. I actually beat someone. That's, that's amazing. Um, all right. So let me order these. And it looks like we have Brokos uh, coming in at 16. Alar with a 14. Triss with a 10. The uh, statues at a nine. And Kragar bringing up the rear with a seven. Fun. He was just so startled that he was right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did a thing. Hey, everybody. I did it. Did you see that? <laughs> uh, no, it was, uh, it was uh, good thinking, Craigar. Um, uh, anyway, statue topples forward, manages to pull itself uh, slightly, uh, to reach underneath the tapestry. Brokos, you're right there. Um, mm-hmm. s- you jump a little bit and turn around and see this thing crawling, but it doesn't seem to be interested in you at all. What are you going to do? Uh, I am going to, as a bonus action, turn into a giant spider. Ooh. And cast a web upon the statue to restrain it. All right. So you need to do, um, let's see here. I got to do a attack on that. And then you'll need to do a strength save, I think, here. Okay. 
Krigar, you got spider butt in your face right now. <laughs> I'm not happy about the spider butt. That I hate, happens. I hate, I hate him doing spiders. <laughs> uh, so I got a 12 for strength. That fails. All right. And I got a 17 to attack. So I take it I am able to get him. Okay. And that would mean that you are restrained. Uh, target restrained by webbing. Nice. All right. So it manages to crawl forward. You whip around, see it heading towards Alar. You cast. And I am going spell. to take a step back, you know, like start crawling up the wall. Oh, nice. Yeah. You turn into a spider, web it up, and scamper up the wall. A giant spider. Giant spider. So I don't scamper, I just like long legs. Creepy. One brushes past Kragar's head. <laughs> Is it. <laughs> You're so mean. Yeah, that's super, super creepy. Um, perfect, perfect. All right. So that one is restrained. Um, Kragar, you see this. You're kind of freaked out by it. Um, but uh, it looks like it's now uh, bound up. Alar, uh, you obviously noticed something happened out there you saw this hand come out but then all of a sudden it stopped and it's just kind of very ineffectually like clawing at uh, at the ground pawing at the ground um but it's not moving forward anymore broco stop that i'm busy here <laughs> i will continue manipulating the skull and i will try to try to move the skull so it's facing the candle all right so you do and as soon as you start to twist it counterclockwise uh, all of a sudden you hear another click and there's a little bit of give in it like you could push it back into the stone surface again I will do so so you push it back in so it's flush with the surrounding stone and the door pops open hooray I have opened a door I don't know what you guys are doing back there, <laughs> but you should come and see this. <laughs> We've got company. Drift. <laughs> All right. Doing anything else, Alar? You open the door. Uh, what do I see behind the door? Yeah, I open the door. Um, so behind the door is a, kind of a small landing and then stairways going down. I found the stairs. <laughs> Hurry up, people. I will move into the landing. Ah. <laughs> All right. Just getting the heck out of there. I like it. <laughs> See if you I'm can lock it from purpose. the other side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See if you guys can figure out this devious puzzle. <laughs> uh, all right. Triss, it's now your turn. You see Alar uh, very happy with himself as he as opens usual. the door and walks through. All right, so I will step out from behind the uh, tapestry and I will yell to follow Alar down the stairs. You see that Kragar is being attacked by a spider. (laughs) (laughs) His worst nightmare. Uh, And I will go ahead and attack this other... um, The statues didn't miraculously turn back to statues, did they? uh, No, they didn't. 
Wouldn't that be nice, huh? Yeah, like once you get the door open, they're like, oh, okay, it's all cool here. And then, yeah, that's what I was hoping. Obviously, they belong. Yep. All right. So, since that didn't happen, I will go ahead and do. And we could retreat. Well, I am covering your retreat. That's why I just yelled at you to follow (laughs) Alar down the stairs. Okay, Squishy? Mm. <laughs> he's, he's giving it some thought. All right. Well, I'm going to attack with a superiority die. Oh, nice. Um, using the fainting attack. Uh, and gain advantage. Yes, so I get to attack with advantage. All right. Let's see oh, what you get. That is very good. I'm glad that I did that. So that is... A 21 to hit. That is a hit. Okay. And then I get to use additional damage. Ooh. Um, 15, 15, for 16 damage. 16 damage. As you strike the stony exterior of this creature, uh, seems like it doesn't do as much damage as you had hoped. Um, little bits, uh, fragments of uh, its body fly off, um, but uh, seems to not even notice uh, and definitely didn't bite as deep as you had hoped. The stone is very hard, um, very difficult to deal with, with your um, more or less uh, mundane weapons. And creature's turn um so the statue that you just attacked Tris is going to try to attack you uh-huh. and that is a 15 that, that does, does not, not hit. hit and i'm going to ex- expend another superiority die to use a bonus action to um to rip a say uh no repost sorry oh uh, i wanted sweet. to make them yeah you can use reaction expend to make it. Yep. So I'm going to attack again. Dang. Mm, that is a. Oh wait. No, that's okay. It's plus four. Sorry, I was looking at my initiative modifier. Um, that is a twenty-two. That is a hit for sure. Okay. And wrong die. There we go. Oh, that one was not nearly as good. That at 9, 10, 11. That's 11 damage. 11 damage. All right. So again, you strike this uh, very tough material on this creature. Doesn't do quite as much as you want, but you definitely are doing some damage. Um, The creature is going to try to bite you now after your riposte and not do a very good job of that either. So lunges at you with its strangely distended mouth open wide and uh, misses by a mile. Kragar, you're up. Broke oh, goes wait. into the hall. I've got this you other want to try to break loose? Yeah. Yeah, I better yeah. roll for that. Ooh, that is a, an 18. So you break loose, but that's your action. Okay, I break loose. And Kragar. And so, so their legs are still tied, though, so they'd have to break that, too? 
Uh, yeah. So we could outrun them right now. Yeah, this one that's uh, over here is basically just did not move, didn't try to move. Um, Triss sort of engaged it. The other one that fell over uh, is still struggling. Uh, obviously broke free of the web, but uh, still struggling with the tied legs. Okay, I'll run. All right. So you I mean, got... I know you want to kill them, Kragar, but... I really does, do. Does but... killing a statue feel like killing? <laughs> and I feel like I have the wrong weapon set for these. I don't have any bludgeons, so... Um, so, Ayla, are you, are, you're down the hall a little bit? I am, yeah. All right. I will run to get inside of the door and be ready to... Is it closable? Uh, yeah, it is. All right. I will run and basically hold my action to slam the door and say, come on. I'm already in here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm behind you. All right. So you guys make your way um, down toward the stairway. Well, I I don't know. I mean, it's this Brokos and Tris follow. I will find out. Brokos. You're up. You see Kragar. Yeah, so I'm going to shoot a web towards one on Triss's side. All right. And I got a 20. Oh, uh, okay. But you, that's on your, you're restrained until your turn. And okay. then you get to break loose. If I hit. So, one second. Let's see what you do. Creepy spider guy. Uh, 15? Uh, yeah, that just hits. And then I'm just going to start heading down. I don't know now if I am, if I can squeeze myself in there and you'll allow me to just have uh, half movement like a rough terrain or if I can even fit as a giant spider down that hallway. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, since you're mostly legs. I'm on the ceiling. Yeah. And you can, you can basically, um, take up most of the space in my imagination. I think you can fit. Okay. And so I'll head towards that door then. I don't, All right. and then I'm wondering why they're just standing there and yeah. <laughs> well, so, because it's yeah. only my turn now. <laughs> like, what's Patience, man. Uh, all right. Why are you all in a rush? <laughs> I just got the door open. Uh, a little gratitude for, for doing the rogue's yeah. job would be nice. Did, did anyone thank me for opening the door? Yeah. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Elar, your turn. I will make my way down with my candle before me. All right. So heading down the stairs. Perfect. Moving away from my unappreciative allies. Okay. Tris, you're up. You see everyone is uh, making their way towards the um, towards the door and the gargoyles still seem to be struggling with the uh, um, various bonds that have them entangled currently. Yeah, I'm out of here. I, I retreat. All right. Oops, wrong one. I did it again. So as soon as she runs by me, I'll use my the action I held to shut the door. So, okay. um, just I, I don't know anybody. This 
the DM, but uh, the the uh, webbed target can attack. They just have to you know do it at uh, disadvantage. But she could do. It. She could. She could disengage. Yes. 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 Okay. True. True. Um, well, I missed anyway, so within 10. He just had to tell his fellow gargoyle that at least he tried, right? <laughs> hey, no one can accuse me of not doing my job. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you all managed to squeeze into the door, and Craigar is waiting there to slam it shut, and he does, and you hear it click and lock into place, and... You're like, I know it's very exciting that I got the door open, but you don't all have to crowd. <laughs> why, why is everyone sweating? What's going on? Uh, so you uh, manage to avoid it, and you can hear some, you know, even through this thick door, you can hear some kind of movement out there, like uh, stone on grating on stone. And so you know that things are still moving around out there, but you don't know what's happening. We should make haste and maybe find maybe find a different exit. <laughs> All right. Um, so you are behind the door in the stairwell, and um, you climb down, down, down the broad stone steps following them as they take you deeper into the hillside below the temple. Finally, they end in what must be the catacombs, ancient brick columns as far as you can see, set between row after row of sarcophagi. Even the walls near you are lined with shallow depressions where more sarcophagi lie in an orderly arrangement that takes full advantage of the available space. From somewhere deeper in the enormous chamber, you hear an echoing voice chanting in a dry monotone. Chant? There's, there's someone down here. I thought all the priests had left. Yeah. Well. Somebody probably locked the door. I guess the god of death had need of his priests in this city still. We should be quiet. Brokos, you can change your picture now. I'm still a giant spider. (laughs) (laughs) I'm staying a spider. Uh, I suggest that I stealth ahead to see if I can scope out what this priest might be up to. Okay. So why don't you roll your stealth then? And if anyone else that wants to follow along, you should roll stealth as well. (sighs) Well, I rolled a 12. Well, eh. I got an 18. Creeping through the limbs of the ashwood have taught me well. <laughs> uh, I don't know if giant spiders get any bonus, but... Yeah, uh, I do, certainly. Certainly do. Let's see here. All right, All right I guess I have it, to do this. Uh, 23. Oh. Nice. I actually got a... Oops, nope, I forgot I have to roll with disadvantage. Oh, oh why? That armor? Yeah. Oh, that's a, it's not horrible, though. I still got a 16. Nice. 
Uh, everyone, everyone. Beat so I the... sneak ahead. <laughs> They're particularly quiet today. Yeah, shushing everyone behind you. Um. So yeah, you follow the sound of this uh, this voice, um, passing row after row of oblong stone boxes, and ahead you finally make your way to a point where you can see an opening in the endless aisles. And there appears to be sort of a a clear area, uh, roughly circular in shape. You can make out four men in rough-spun black robes uh, sitting around uh, the edge of a fifth man who stands in the center behind a lectern made of humanoid bones. The fifth man is droning on in a loud practice voice, the words coming from an enormous book that sits atop the platform of skulls. Master of the grave, grant your blessed rest to the soulless and lost. King of the crypt, hold them in your serene slumber. As you approach, um, you can see that the other men uh, that are sitting around seem to be in some kind of you know, trance-like state, uh, meditating, um, sitting uh, cross-legged on the floor, uh, facing toward the fifth man who's reading. Okay, I will look back into the gloom behind me till I can see, I don't know who's next, I imagine Tris. Sure. Can I, can I please kill somebody? <laughs> Do you think that is the Book of Skulls? Uh, probably. <laughs> I'm guessing they're not going to give it up without a fight. Maybe we can just borrow it. We only need to look at one page. Yeah. Living Library. How tall are the ceilings? Uh, the ceilings are about uh, 15 feet. Okay. Uh, so look, now you've presented this map, these rectangular things on either side of those crypts? Uh, y- yes. Sarcophagi? Uh, sarcophagi, yep. Uh, as you guys are talking... Whispering. Whispering. Um, stealthily. Very stealthily. If, if you need some tips on roguish stuff... I'm I'm actually pretty good at this. Uh, one of the men notices you and abruptly stands. One of the Come men on. in the trance? Come yeah. Uh, uh, I, I rolled a natural 20, so I got uh, to do something. Well, clearly um, he's not praying very well, so <laughs> right. yeah, shame on him. I don't know. I'm just saying if he's in a trance, he's probably at a disadvantage. I think yeah. he's faking. <laughs> Either that or he's a faker. Yeah, he could be a faker. Right. Uh, but he has a very alarmed look on his face uh, as his eyes fix on you. There's a giant freaking spider on the ceiling, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> clackety, clack, clack, clack. <laughs> <laughs> he 
right. And strangely enough, he doesn't seem all that concerned about that. Uh, he looks nervously back at the reader and then back to you, and he rushes over uh, as quickly as his legs will, will carry him. And he's like, blessed death, what are you doing here? Do you know how dangerous this is? Go, go now. We, we need to read that book real quick. The, read the book. The reader must not be interrupted. Come. And he walks away from the circle uh, even farther and, and turns to wait for you, kind of like, uh, come on. Yeah, well, let's go. Let's go. Get out of here. Well, do you happen to know what verse 823 is? Wait, wait, a, wait a second. How, how do you even know about the book? I know lots of things. <laughs> uh, so I'm literally, while they're talking, I'm going to just like sneak over to the side and hide. Okay. Obviously, that guy will know where I'm at, but. Um, all right. So you're just going to kind of wander off, and he's, he likes, he's looking at you sort of, you know, a little bit perturbed by the fact that you've wandered off. Um, and not in the right direction, you know, not back out like he wants you to go. And he's like, he's like, but wait a second. What are you doing down here? What, how do you know about the Book of Skulls? I don't well, understand. someone has used verse 823 as a cipher for encoding messages that we desperately need to decrypt. So if you could just tell us what stanza 823 is, we'll be on our way. The... And I, I give him my best smile. Okay. Uh, why don't you roll uh, persuasion? Sure, sure. And that will be a 20. Wow. Um, okay. So he's like, the, the book is one of our order's most guarded secrets. If someone was using it as a means to encode a message, it would mean that one of, one of us is working with whoever this is uh, who do you say is encoding messages well that's what we seek to find out i mean who is who is delivering them who's who's the recipient i mean who are they working for these are excellent questions that perhaps can be answered if you tell us what <laughs> 823 is uh, okay i mean well i want to sneak as best as i can down this row all right so you can sneak along, uh, sort of hiding behind the columns in the like, sarcophagi. Like, like down on hand, hands and knees, just creeping along quietly. <laughs> so, okay, Craiger's creeping along. Um, it's going to be that scene where there's just feet, and he looks, and there's his feet, and he looks up. There's a guy standing there. Like looking at him. Yep. What are you doing? Um, and he's like, I, that... It, it's impossible. That that would mean that you, whoever is is doing this is just working with one of us, and the only person that leaves the catacombs is Brother Harmon, the the mm -hmm. reader. Uh, he goes up to the temple to fetch water for us. Well, there you go. So perhaps we'll just go ask him. Yeah, I'm going to start making my way over to the reader. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> I forgot to make you uh, big again, Brokos. Yeah. So it's so he's like, you know, 
you know, this guy, uh, he's, he's like, well, you, you know, this, does, this doesn't make sense. There's no way Brother Harmon would, you know, but he's following along. Like he's semi-convinced that there's something strange afoot uh, because of uh, the persuasive delivery of Alar and uh, the fact that, you know, all of you managed to find your way down here is just totally has thrown him off his uh, game. And as you approach, um, you're all looking at this Brother Harmon who is reading behind this lectern. And as you look at him, uh, he makes eye contact with all of you. And you can see a moment where panic races across his face. And suddenly, (sighs) he stops reading and breaks off into an awkward run, uh, trying to get around you, uh, trying us? to yeah, wow. trying to uh, go uh, back, presumably to the exit. Oh, well, I, I mean, I really wanted to be completely concealed. So if this guy comes running around the corner, I'm going to stab him in the face. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to me. As soon as he runs, I'm within distance. Can I like do a Spider-Man and grab the book with a web? Nice. <laughs> do it. I I will let you uh, roll for that. Okay. Certainly. All right. I think we need to catch this brother Harmon. Well, I'm hoping to get a surprise attack off here. <laughs> Not to kill him. Not kill him. I'm hoping to get a surprise attack off here. Sorry. Uh, just <laughs> so let me do what I do. Uh, it's a 21. 21. Okay. Yep. So what are you trying to do exactly? I just want to shoot a web out, which I have 30 feet. I just want to shoot a web out here. Okay. I crawl up, shoot a web on the book and grab it and kind of, you know, web it back in like a Spider-Man would be shooting out from his webs. To grab the book and then slowly <laughs> head back towards Triss. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, but so, that means you're going to be holding on to the book with your spinnerets. I'm probably going to be, yeah, I was thinking about dragging it too. You know, I mean, it's, it's not my book. So, so you're, you're going to be holding the book with your butt. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Cool. Does it disturb you? I'm between his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was so, going to up to this, just hold it enough to pull. I can pull it back to where it's just dangling. So it's dangling <laughs> from your butt. Okay, <laughs> that's much better. Uh, this is not good. Um, <laughs> Do we get to roll initiative? Uh, yeah. Let me. Let me. Uh, okay. <laughs> I got to stab your face first. <laughs> right. Just like what the hell? Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know how to make this all make sense again. Uh, I feel like there's a map made for a reason. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a map made for a reason. Um, so this this he takes off running down this aisle where he doesn't see Kragar, who has been crawling this whole time um, behind the sarcophagi. So he is he is looking back at everyone else, totally not paying attention. So yes, either Kragar will get a surprise oh, attack. He's got assassinated. Or um, he will just go tumbling over Kragar if Kragar just decides to do nothing. 
But um, as that guy takes off and stops his recitation, Spiderweb comes flying in and yanks this book right off of the lectern. And then everything, like all these uh, black robe men jump up and the panic in their voices, they begin shouting and everyone's like looking around, like trying to figure out what's going on. And the, um, the guy that was talking to you that first noticed you, he goes running up and he's obviously panicked. And he's, he's like, someone, someone begin reading, read from the book, hurry, someone. And he pushes a man towards the lectern. And the guy that gets shoved towards the lectern is, is like, the book is gone. It, it, just, it flew away. And so they're all standing there. Oh, Brokos, what have you done? Panicked. And (laughs) (laughs) so he's uh, still trying to bark orders at the Mandignon. And he's like, find the book, find the book. Um, And he goes up to the lectern himself and he starts trying to, you know, very uh, like he's obviously trying to remember uh, where the other guy left off. And he's trying to recite the words and you hear him in a very stilted fashion start to, you know, recite things presumably from the book. Um, from memory. From memory. So you're not going to believe this, but I'm in the basement. There is a spider coming down <laughs> right now. I'm not joking. Spider down coming from the ceiling down to my monitor. Oh, pretty no. big. It's <laughs> 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 awesome. Is it giant though? Yeah. Uh, for Minnesota, it's, yeah, it's a daddy long legs, <laughs> it's so it looks definitely. bigger than it really is. Uh, well, if it shoots a web at your keyboard yeah. and yanks it away, and we're... My dice. <laughs> big problem. Not the keyboard, not the keyboard. <laughs> Someone keep typing. All right. So... so what's what's happening here, Jerry? <laughs> Well, uh, we probably do is, initiatives. Yes, uh, we'll we'll right uh, we'll let you do your uh, <laughs> your uh, sneak attack first. Uh, sneak okay. attack or assassinate. Some people call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love tap. All right. Oh, this is going to be brutal. I, I didn't get a crit, but that is going to be a twenty-one to hit him. Uh, yes. So. It's gonna be a big old surprise for Brother yeah, Harmon. It is a surprise, but I wanted to, I wanted a crit. Ah, uh, uh. So that is only gonna be twenty damage. <laughs> so you pop up, and I don't know what you use. Dagger is that what you? No, use? it's my rapier. Rapier. So his so, uh, forward. Yeah. Momentum just uh, brings the rapier, slides through him all the way to the hilt. Uh, oh. And he doesn't even realize it. He just looks confused that you're there and takes him a second uh, to look down. And then he just slowly slides off your rapier onto the floor and is dead. Uh, that's convenient, Jerry. There's <laughs> <laughs> 20 points of damage. That is a lot of damage. That is a lot of damage. Um, so these other, you know, brothers are running around trying to find this book. Uh, the first guy you talk to finally realized that, um, it's dangling from a web 
from this giant spider that he noticed uh, came in and he's going to rush over there and he's like just kind of shouting at, at you, Brokos, like, the book, the book, we need the book, please, please. Come down here. Give me All the right. book. I'll roll my eight eyes and um, drop the book down to him. All right. Um, so he is uh, grabs the book. Uh, meanwhile, someone else has stepped up and is trying to re- remember where they were. Um, but it's just total chaos. They are in total panic mode. And suddenly, you see something uh, coming from deeper in the catacombs. Um, One of the brothers screams uh, like a piercing scream, like when he realizes what's happening. And you can only hear the faintest echo of unsteady chanting um, as the monk behind the lectern is trying to remember uh, where they were and trying to stay focused with, you know, w- what you see, what he sees just terrifies him uh, to the core. It's a faint shape, nebulous and red, like blood, starts to float toward you from over the aisles, rows of sarcophagi. And then you see another coming from different direction and that's where we'll leave it oh no come on (laughs) we didn't get to find out what the verse 823 was i know (laughs) all i was gonna do is just read it and then put it back (laughs) put the book back i was just gonna say grab the page and tear it out and run Uh, yeah yeah I want to yell at Kragar. <laughs> bad Kragar. Bad. Oh. Uh, well, I assumed he was some, you know, nasty priest that was going to do bad things with us. Well, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he's up to no good. But, but he's uh, just a message boy. We need the information exactly. and you kill the information. Exactly. He's not okay. Uh, you, you need to stop killing our info here, Kragar. <laughs> Do you think we can bring him back to the cleric to bring him back from the dead, and then we can interview him? Yeah. Do you have any more secrets more for secrets? Oh, bad Kragar. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you want to drink from the cup again? <laughs> and Jerry? Yeah. Just, just for that. There's going to be a little extra present in the cup. I'm going to wash that three or four times before oh, I take a first oh, drink out of it. Make sure you send it to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be coming by all your houses later yeah. and collecting. I will, uh, I will take a picture of myself when I take my first drink. and I will, <laughs> I'll post it on our Facebook page, and it's going to be awesome. Uh well thank you guys uh that was uh that was a lot of fun you mm. escaped the gargoyles the, the whole spider thing there is were gargoyles creepy. what are you yeah, talking about were. <laughs> yeah I think I mentioned it accidentally before uh so yeah they're gargoyle guardians of some kind uh, all right but uh, made it to the catacombs and now trying to figure out what the heck is going on down here. But I'll have to wait till next week for that. Okay. All right. Awesome. Take Thank care, you. everyone. We'll see you next Bye, time. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. See everybody.
Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.